Okay. About a year ago this month, we began the process of discerning what God had planned for Lamar Avenue with regard to our need for a new preaching minister. Uh, the elders prayerfully chose a search team of committed individuals that were a, a cross-section of our congregation. We then em embarked upon a process of identifying who we are, who God wanted us to be as a body, and what kind of person we needed as our next preaching minister. In the following months, our search committee has prayed, sought out some of the finest and most qualified minister candidates in the country, interviewed them carefully, and considered each of them in light of our church character, circumstances, and calling. Several weeks ago, the search committee submitted their recommendation to the elders for our consideration. It is with great joy and, and, and anticipation that we present Randy Johns to you as our next preaching minister for Lamar Avenue Church of Christ. Randy and his wife Lori are currently serving at the Mayfair Church of Christ in Oklahoma City. For many of you, he is no stranger. I think we have a picture there of, of Randy and Lori. As your elders, we have spent considerable time listening to Randy's sermons, reading his writings, having in-depth conversations with him, and talking to people who knew him well. We've met with Randy and Lori face-to-face -face and spent time praying, fasting, dreaming, and talking about God's future for our church. We have reached the same conclusion as the search committee, that Randy Johns is the right man to serve us as our next preaching minister. We seek your thoughts, prayers, and support for this decision. Randy and Lori have also communicated with us that they feel a sense that they, be, they are being called to Lamar Avenue. We want you to meet Randy and Lori, so on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, May 24th through 20, 25th through 27th, Randy and Lori will be visiting us for the purpose of meeting with you, talking with you, and preaching for us. We'll hold a series of receptions Friday and Saturday at which Randy and Lori can interact with smaller groups of us. You'll find the times and locations of these receptions in an upcoming bulletin, and they'll be posted out there uh, probably by next week. Uh, on Sunday, May 27th, Randy will be uh, teaching a combined adult class, and he'll preach for us. And then we'll have an opportunity to share a meal together in the outreach building. So we're really looking forward to that weekend. But the target date for Randy and Lori to begin their ministry here is July 1st. In the meantime, there are a few things that we would ask of you. Would you devote considerable time in prayer over these next few weeks? This process has been bathed in prayer from the beginning. Not only have you been asked to pray about this individually, but we've also had several special services devoted to prayer and even a 24-hour period of prayer. As we reach the end of this search process, it's only fitting that we do so in prayer. Pray for Randy and Lori. Pray for us as your elders and for our church. Seek to discern God's will for our future. Pray also for the Mayfair congregation where Randy and Lori have served faithfully for the past seven years, that their transition there may go well. In the near future, we'll be posting information about Randy and Lori and their family on our church's website so that you can know a little bit more about them in advance of their visit with us. The elders in the search committee believe that Randy Johns is the person that God has prepared to serve as our new preaching minister. We hope that when you meet him, you will affirm this conclusion 
as our congregations. Would you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, we are so thankful for the life that you have given us. We're thankful for the people you have surrounded us with and for this church that meets together at Lamar Avenue. Father, we're thankful for the way that you have been with us through the process of finding a new minister over the last year. We're thankful for the, the people that you led us to choose and who accepted to serve in the search process. We're thankful for the candidates that they met with and interviewed and listened to and talked to and for the way, Father, that, that you helped narrow that field of candidates down to the one person, Father, that we truly believe that you have led us to, to come here to minister to us and with us. Thank you, Father. We believe that you have led us to this point, and we're thankful, and we ask your continued presence and your blessings upon us as we continue on from here. We love you, and we're thankful for the ways that you bless us and take care of us. We ask now that you'd be with us and open our hearts and minds as we hear your word pro proclaimed this morning. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. We'll dismiss the children as, uh, as uh, Curtis leads our next song. I'm going to throw a little curve. As the children leave, listening, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me, this I know. preaches, let's sing a prayer to open our hearts. <clears throat> Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall like to give the church opportunity to say amen to the announcement that's been made this morning. And the church said amen. Amen. I've found over the years that as a preacher you better be flexible. So uh, I kept you over time last week. I'll try not to do that this week. But I do feel compelled to say some things pertinent to the announcement of Randy and Lori Johns coming to serve with our church. 
And in so doing, I want to reveal to you the heart of a preacher. My heart this morning is leaning toward Oklahoma City and thinking about Randy and his elders as Randy, probably within this hour, will be telling a church goodbye. I'm thinking of our hearts this morning of what it means to say hello to a new minister. Only a preacher and his family can relate to these circumstances. There is something special about leaving a congregation as a minister and entering into a new ministry with another church. There's a civil war that goes on within the heart of a preacher as to when he should leave and how he should enter. And today I know that Randy and Lori are filled with mixed emotions as they have served the great Mayfair Church in Oklahoma City and it is a great church. And the only reason I can imagine that Randy and Lori would leave that congregation is because they really sense a feel, a call from God to come to Lamar Avenue in Paris. And so there is a letting go and there is a taking hold. There is a saying goodbye and there is a beginning over for our new minister and his family. Even though their boys are grown and married, uh, they are still a part of that family and will be a part of this family through their dad and through their mom. There's something unique about a preacher's relationship with a church. I know that all of you fellows out there, and ladies as well, you have the church, you have your relationship with God, you have your own life, you have a job, you have a career, you have responsibilities. The difference is, for the preacher, all of that is tied into one big thing, and that is a relationship with God through a specific congregation. The congregation develops and strengthens our relationship with God. The church is a personification of God in our presence and Christ in our presence, and when we think of God and we think of Jesus, we cannot help but see the faces of the church that make up the congregation that we stand before every Sunday. The church is our job. The church is our life. The congregation is our family. And that's why there always needs to be a, a great balance and a good healthy relationship between the preacher and the church. Because when things go sour down at the church, they go bad at the preacher's home. It's his family. It's his job, it's his work, it's his life, it's his calling and his ministry. I wanted you to know some of that from a preacher's viewpoint because as the Johns leave a ministry and enter a new field of ministry, they are still partners in ministry. 
that church in Oklahoma City will always be a part of their life. And it may well be that within the first few weeks or maybe the first decade or two of Randy's preaching from this pulpit, he will call this the Mayfair Church because that was church home for seven years. I can't remember if I'm preaching in Paris or Texarkana or Arlington or Duncan, Oklahoma, because the church is the church. And when I look out, I see not only your faces, but I see the faces of thousands of other people. And when I call you the wrong name, it's because you remind me of someone someplace else. And your new preacher, our new preacher, will do the same. Preachers are different. If you haven't noticed, you will notice that preachers are different. We're not all cut out of the same cloth. We're not all alike. We don't all preach in the same style. We have different mannerisms. We have different approaches to ministry. All preachers are not created equal any more than anybody else is in terms of gifts and abilities and talents. And so what I want to say this morning has been said by the elders, but I want to remind you again that this process that has been bathed and saturated in prayer is not over. And it will not be over. For a long, long time, prayer must be the watchword as we enter into this time of transition. We've been talking about transition this past year, but now we're transitioning into a new situation. We're asking a man and his wife to become one with us. And that's not just his job, that's our job. I mentioned some weeks ago that when this announcement was made, or would be made, that somebody would probably say, are you kidding me? Someone would say, well, I can't believe that. I'm disappointed. We've got to give the guy a chance, folks. We can't make up our mind ahead of time. And when, when Randy gets here, the best thing we can do for him in his new ministry with us is to keep on praying for him. Pray during the week. I would suggest that some of you would want to pray while he's preaching and not pray that he'll finally end his sermon, but pray that someone's heart will be touched, that some word from God will speak to someone on that particular moment. Pray fervently that the word of God will not return to him void. We've got to keep on praying. God will make Randy a better preacher. And he will make him a better preacher because of our prayers and our support. A few weeks ago, I was in Oklahoma City at Oklahoma Christian University, and Randy was a part of that seminar. And he came to me, he said, I need to talk to you. Well, guess what he needed to talk to me about? John. Is this for real? John, Lori and I really think that God is calling us back to Paris, Texas. Now that word back may be new to some of you, 
Randy and Lori are coming home. They came to work with this church in their first full-time job ministry uh, out of their educational days in the mid-80s. And Randy served with me as a youth minister in this church, served with Dean Kilmer as youth minister at this church. They're coming back. That's not always easy. And I told Randy this. I said, Randy, you're going to find out it's not the same church. And you know why it's not the same church? Oh, we believe the same thing. We teach the same thing. But this church is made up of different people. I told him the first Sunday I preached here last July, I asked folks uh, to hold up their hand if they were here when we moved here in 1977, and about 12 of you did. And then I said, but I know there's more than that, but the problem is some of you can't hear what I'm saying. And the rest of you are too weak to hold up your hand. We've gotten a little older. Things have changed down at the church. And this is not the same church that Randy and Lori left. They're not the same people. But I want to say this. I believe because of the search committee's responsibility and because of their having been here in the past, we have a special ownership in Randy and Lori that is very unique. We help them in their starting years. We help shape their idea of ministry. We disappointed them. We encouraged them. We let them down. We built, we built them up. They found out that this was not a perfect church 30 years ago. Don't tell him this, but it's still not. It's still not. But there is something special about local churches that help raise up preachers. Seems like you had a major role in the last minister's life of helping to raise him up with 30 of his 45 years spent in this church. I say that because we could at this very moment be raising up the next preacher to serve this church within the next 20 years. Think about it. There is a young man in this congregation right now, whether he preaches from this pulpit or not, I hope he will be raised up as a preacher within this church to go out and to proclaim the word. I thought of a passage that I think is good today for us to listen to. It has to do with Paul and Timothy. It has to do with an older preacher calling a younger preacher and telling the church how to respond to him. In 1 Corinthians 16, there's more there than just taking up money for the saints. There is this passage as Paul begins to close his correspondence with this church. 1 Timothy 16, beginning in verse 10. Now, if Timothy comes, see that he is with you, without cause to be afraid, for he is doing the Lord's work as I also am. And let no one therefore despise him, but send him on his way in peace, so that he may come to me, for I expect him with the brethren. 
But concerning Apollos, our brother, I encouraged him greatly to come to you with the brethren, and it was not at all his desire to come now, but he will come when he has opportunity. Two men mentioned by name, as different as daylight and dark when it came to being preachers of the word. Timothy was young, Apollos was older. Timothy was probably prone to lean instead of lead. He was rather timid. I know that because I've read 1st and 2nd Timothy. I know that because Paul says when he comes, don't intimidate him. Don't give him any cause to be afraid. <laughs> Timothy was inexperienced. Apollos is described in Acts 18 as a man who was mighty in scriptures and he was an eloquent speaker. Timothy probably had trouble finding the right words to say and the courage to say it. And so here's an older preacher. I'll be Paul this morning, okay? I used to read First and Second Timothy from the viewpoint of Timothy. In recent years, I have come to read it from the perspective of Paul. And just as your last minister, Patrick, was my son in the gospel and my son in the faith, I very well consider Randy to be my son in the gospel and my son in the faith. We worked hand in hand. We were co-workers in this effort at Lamar Avenue Church. There is a special continuity with Randy Johns coming to stand in this pulpit that will be meaningful to this church for years to come. And when he comes, we must not intimidate him. We must not let him think that he has to prove himself before we accept him. Let us not give him cause to be afraid. And let us not discourage him. Let us not compare him to others. Let's take Randy for who he is and who God has shaped him to be. Let's not try to make him in some way a, a, a preacher that he's not. Randy is who he is because that's the man God has made him to be. He will have strengths that other ministers have not had. He will have weaknesses that other ministers have not had. And we will accept him for who he is the same way that God accepts each one of us. And you know why? Because he is coming here for the same reason Paul was sending Timothy to Corinth. He is doing the Lord's work. That's his qualification. That's the main quality that he brings to this pulpit, to this church. He is doing the Lord's work. And we will be blessed to be partners with him to hold up his hands, to pray for him, to support him when at times we're doubtful, to strengthen him when we think he's not the man for the job. Let's be real about this, folks. God has answered our prayers. And Randy and Lori are the answer. That has to be an awesome thought for them to consider. Send him on his way in peace. Well, 
He hadn't gotten here yet. But when he gets here, there needs to be a peaceful atmosphere. We've not only been praying for a preacher, we've been praying for this church. We've been praying for ourselves. We've been praying that God will have us in a position to be ready. We haven't sat back and coasted this past year. As a matter of fact, many of us have stepped up. We haven't sat down. We've stepped up because somebody had to pull up the loose ends. Something had to be done. Something had to be said. Ministry had to go on. And when Randy gets here, we've got to keep doing what we've been doing and recommit our efforts to serve the Lord faithfully. And so that leads me to this last verse. Verse 13 and 14 in this passage, after Paul's talked about Timothy, he's talked about Apollos. Apollos is reluctant to come at this time, but he's looking for an opportunity. And so here are two men that are totally different in their approach to ministry, but they're servants of God. And then to this church, here's what he says. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong and let all that you do be done in love. I can't tell you how many times those kind of things are repeated in Scripture to remind people who are Christians, do what you're supposed to do. Act like you're supposed to act. Be grown-ups in this thing and not kids. Let's don't pout if we didn't get our way. And let's be a people who have spiritual maturity and who can this day say, thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. And thank you, Lord, for preparing this man and his wife to come and be a part of this ministry. And help us, Lord, to help him and to help her be the best servants they can be in the time that you have allotted for them to serve with us. They are coming to be partners with us in ministry. What kind of partners are we going to be? We need to do our share. Well, that's just a few insights from an old Paul, from a preacher that's been down the road and felt heartbreak and disappointment and felt encouragement and comfort all at the same time from the same people in a church, in a congregation made up of folks. And that's who we are. God bless us in this time of transition, and we can look forward to great days at this church, not just because we've got a new preacher, but we can look forward to great days because we serve a great God. And we are great sinners. And Jesus is a great Savior. God bless us in the days ahead as we stand and sing.